me start the service with some scriptures here. You ready? Yes. Proverbs 15, 13. <clears throat> when was the last time you laughed and enjoyed the laughter? It's here in the scriptures, by the way. A cheerful heart puts a smile on your face. And you all, I can see your dental formula. A cheerful heart puts a smile on your face, but a broken heart leads to depression. Now there's so much depression in our generation. When young people are depressed, young people, it's amazing. But it's so much depression. Another in Proverbs 17, 22, it says this, a merry heart does good like medicine. Have you ever seen that? A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. So in the last time you took good medicine, because if you obey the scripture, it says even a merry heart, keep your, your heart just full of life of God and rejoicing. Because he does good like medicine. And then Psalm 2, 4, talking about the, our Redeemer himself, the Lord God. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. Oh, you didn't know God laughs? Or you just look, you think like he's looking at you and say, Oh, you know, like the way you're looking at uh, uh, some ants walking on the, on the, on the floor and you, you want to smack them. No, no, no. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision, which is uh, actually mocking those who mock him, who stand against him. He laughs at them. So when was the last time you laughed to the enemy? Huh? When was the last time you laughed to the enemy? All right, you are going to laugh right now. Can I have that, please, and laugh at the enemy? Oh, my name is Ticklish Reuben from way down in Old Vermont. I've been tickled by almost everything. I've been tickled by a feather. I've been tickled by a wasp. I've been tickled by a yellow bumblebee. Did pastor just did that? And that's in church. 
I sent my friend, uh, Pastor Maxwell, and we sent each other funny things. And he said, oh, my, 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 my. Look at what little Tina has done to you. That's <laughs> why you need to be a grandfather so that you don't grow old. <laughs> and living with grandchildren. Don't send them away. Let them live with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Let's continue that we began some weeks ago on um, Obedient to the Heavenly Vision. It's part three. Obedient to the Heavenly Vision. And we find that from Acts chapter 26, verse 19 to 20. Acts 26, 19 to 20. Apostle Paul is speaking to King Agrippa was a Jewish uh, king, and he had come to visit Festus, was a governor, a Roman governor, and he had, he had, Apostle Paul had been in prison, and he had appealed to be taken to Rome so that he can be judged there. And then King Agrippa said, I want to listen to him. And this is what uh, Paul, uh, Apostle Paul says. Therefore, King Agrippa, they, they, it's wonderful behind there. Let's, let's go back to verse 17. I think it will be better to see some scriptures there. 17. It says, I'll deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. And then it goes, verse 18, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness. Is that what I'm looking for? To light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That's what God spoke to him. And then he says, It's therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. What does it mean in our, uh, if you put it in another language, I am obedient to the heavenly vision? You see that? That's where you're coming from. I am obedient to the heavenly vision. And then he says, But did what? Declared. You have the vision, you declare. That's very important. You declare. In uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, and verse 1 and 2, 3 says, but verse 2 says that you write down the vision. I believe that has a lot to do also with declaring it. Declaring the vision. You write down the vision, but declared it first to those in Jerusalem and in, Jeru in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and then the, to the Gentiles, that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting repentance. So let me give you um, a summary of the vision of this church. I tell you, mostly in November, October, November, we, we speak about the vision. First, I want to bring you, when you're to, and you want to understand the vision, you have to know where you came from. And what you are doing now, and where you are going. All right, you understand that? Where you came from is very important. I used to say many years ago, I think the year 2000, many people want to see, uh, they want to, they are seeing someone now who looks successful and they want to be with like that person, but they never go back and find out where that person began. That is always important. You always go to where did they begin? Where are they? That really impressed me when the first time I listened to Dr. Jerry Savelle in KICC, uh, it wasn't the first time, but I sat in his meetings and I heard him say where he had come from in the early 70s and how, how much he struggled with his wife 
I thought I was the only one who had been called by God and where I was at that time, I was living in a slum and all and on and all negativity. But he spoke and that caught my attention. I thought I want to listen to this man who says he was that way in the early 70s and now he's speaking to me and he's speaking the same word of faith saying that he even have a jet. I went back to my slum room with hope that I could go to the word of God and find out what the word of God says and do it. Amen? So, Victory Faith began here in 1994, but as a result of Pastors Wade and Carla, who had been sent here by Dr. Jerry Saville, they were, Pastor Wade was uh, the International Director of Jerry Saville Ministries, and then they were sent here in 1987 to come to Kakamega temporarily for six months assignment because the Jerry Seville Ministries was building a medical facility in Kakamega. It was supposed to be six months, but it lasted all the years after that until Pastor Wade went to be with the Lord in November 2012. All of you being here for all this time, for or here even 2012, can you imagine that this coming 27th November, some weeks from now, it will be 11 years since Pastor Wade went to be with the Lord. Time goes so fast. That's amazing. That's amazing, amazing, amazing. And soon and very soon, we'll go also to the other side and find him in eternity. And later on, they moved to Nairobi and started Victor Faith Church in April 1994, then it was called, we called VFCC, in April 1994. And then what happened, I've heard Pastor Wade give this story uh, many times. He said that the Lord started dealing with his heart that they, they needed to start a church in Nairobi. And then he said, uh, I don't think I'll do that, so then I'm not going to be speaking with Pastor Carl about it. Of course, with Carl about it. So he kept, he kept quiet for some time, but it was so full. When the vision is so full in your heart, you cannot contain it. Know that. If you really believe something, you will not contain it. You will speak it out. When it's so full in your heart, you will spew it out. Or you will declare it. So anyway, what happened, as Pastor Carl and said, wait, actually, this is the same thing that I've been hearing from the Lord. And the next thing was, how do we tell the same to Dr. Jerry? How would you tell your superior, the one who sent you, and that's his ministry, that the Lord has spoken to me to start a church? So he said he took some time praying and listening to the Lord. Then one time he thought, I think this is the time for me to do it and call Brother Jerry. So he called Dr. Jerry Saville, and Brother Jerry say, he passed away, says, Brother Jerry kept quiet for some time. And then he answered and said, Wait, the Lord spoke to me a while ago concerning you doing so, you and Carla opening a church in Kenya, in Nairobi, Kenya. But I couldn't tell you. I want you to, to hear God for yourself. Because if I could have told you, you could have done, I'm over you, I'm the head of this ministry, you could have opened the church in obedience to my voice and not really knowing that the Lord is the one who's speaking. So I had to let you hear the voice of God and now that you've heard it, amen, 
let's make arrangements, set the plans, and then I'll be coming there in April. That was in 1994 and began the church. Were you here, Penina, in 1994? Yeah, she was, she's the veteran. Anyone who was there in 1994 then? Anyone 1994? Eddie, were you born? Oh. You are here in 1994. Who else? Serafina, oh, you are here in 1994. That's amazing. Would you clap your hands for, clap your hands for those people? That's amazing. And 1994, I was a drunkard. I was a fool. I had no idea about God. I was failing too much. I was about to commit suicide. But two years later, I gave my life to Christ. Hallelujah. And few years later, I became a pastor here. That's amazing. So anyway, so Pastors Wade and Carl are the founders of Living Faith International. You may say, how is Living Faith International connected to Victor Faith Church? Living Faith International is the parent organization. And then out of Living Faith International, there is Victory Faith Church. There is our home child care center. There is Heritage Leadership Academy, and every, uh, we have our Jubilee Rural Churches, and every of these others come out from the parent organization who is Living Faith International, or which is Living Faith International, and the founders are Pastors Wade and, and Carla Potter. And in Nairobi, of course, we have 51 Living Faith International staff members. 51, 51. That includes the guards, gardeners, administrative staff, all, 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 all. We have a total number of 51. So you can expect what the payroll, the higher you have the, those numbers, the payroll gets higher. Every month, God has been faithful. Can I have admin, administrative staff members, please? Come over here. And come over here to the front. Come all administrative staff members. Let me see what they do. I think up here is better. Come over here. Come up here is better. You may have uh, people that you see them and you don't know even what they do. Are they all? Where are the others? Where is Leonard? All right, Leonard here. Boris is here. Okay. We had to know a new staff member called Boris. And, and uh, I think I can see Sheila. All right, Sheila is not here. Mandela, you still seated over there? Mandela, can you imagine Mandela grew up in our children's home? The first time I went to Budalangi, that was in 2002, you were among that, those people? And you, how old were you then? 2002, when were you born? Huh? <laughs> uh, three years. You're three years old. <laughs> and... He was three years old. I see. Oh, no. He's not. There. That's amazing. Uh, Peter, were you among them the first time I went? Peter Mala. Anyone who was here the first time came? Well, stand up, Peter. Peter. Peter works in Nova Pioneer. He's a body master. He's trained in maths and what? And physics. He came from Budalangi. How old were you then in 2002? Huh? What? Twelve. They are calculating now. 
You're 12 years. The first time we went with Pastor Wade in March 2002, he was only 12 years. Now, of course, he's doing what he's doing. He's a university graduate. Isn't that amazing? Now, that's the fruit and many others. Thank you, Peter. All right, tell us what you do, administrative stuff. We have, uh, of course, Sheila is not here. Sheila is our secretary, all appointments. She's at the reception, everything to do, coordinating uh, in the office as the secretary. She is the one in charge. But let me start from this side. All right, come on, that's you. Then you can pass it, please. Good morning. My name is Stephen Washira. I'm in the publications department. Um, I head that department. Under publication, there is uh, sound, there is video, there is photography. Anything to do with media is under publications department. All right. That's Steve Washira. Praise God. Go ahead, Nelly. Um, good morning, church. I'm Nelly Nyaga. I'm in accounts department. Yeah, she has the accounts department, so I don't count the money, okay? <laughs> I don't hold your offerings, okay? All right, I only see the papers. Well, just to be clear, say pastor goes to the offering at home. I don't. <laughs> okay, all right. Good morning. How many years have you been with us? How many years, Steve? This is the 11th year. 11th year. Yes. Nelly? You've gone and come back, yes. but from the time you all, all combined, um, what, about 15? About 15. About 15. Yeah. Okay, you can say the number of years, Steph. Good morning, church. My name is Roger Zondari. I head the transport department. I've been here since 1999, June. 1999 June, that's when Rogers came into the staff. Okay, thank you. Norman Tuku, I help with administration, facilities management, and coordinating the projects that we have in, in the ministry in Marsabit. How many years combined? Eight years. Eight years, okay. Ruth Moita, I am in charge of the children's home, and I do administration for HLA. Uh, this year will be my 10th year. 10th year, okay. Martin Assembo, I head uh, the music department. I'm the music director. I've been here since 2016, that is eight years. Eight years, okay. Yes. Good morning, church. My name is Leonard Matolo Makumbe. I help in accounts, assistant to Nelly, and I also assist in the photography and video. I've been here to, since 2007. 2007, yeah. Calculate from 2007. Morning, church. Mandela Zero. Um, I help in uh, running the LFI errands and in transport. Praise the Lord. Amen. My name is Boris Kenoti. I'm the youngest member of the staff. Um, <laughs> this is my third month. <laughs> Yes, I'm in, I'm in charge of, uh, thank you. I'm in charge of digital media. Thank you. And finally, got someone who can help us in that digital media. And in fact, I'm, I'm going to sit down with him, prepare some things that we can show you from where we came from and believe in God where we are heading. 
I look forward to that for a long time. And he's three months old. Praise God. Go ahead, Stanley. Uh, I'm Stanley Kamau. Uh, I help with sound and media. And this is my second year here. Second year. You came here when you were in Children's Church? Yeah, five years. <laughs> five, five years. All right, he started coming here when he was five years. He used to attend in our care, to our care fellowship. Tina and I used to be heads of care fellowship here in, in Garden Estate in the church compound. And he started coming, I think he was, were you that five years that time or maybe slightly older? And here he is now today. I won't ask you your age as well. Go ahead, Dorcas. Good morning, church. My name is Dorcas Ngare. I'm in accounts department. This is my 10th year. Your 10th year. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Would you appreciate our staff members and for all they do? There's lots of work that goes on in the background. So you may see me preaching, teaching, being here, but there's lots of things that go on before any service in the week. So many things. We have supportive members who help us, especially on Sundays and prepare, preparation to, to host you. Can I have all supportive members standing up, please? Everyone in support member, wherever you are, wherever you serve. Of course, we have some serving in children's church. I think we have some head of security. I mean, the security in charge of security. We have some behind here in the media. So these are just a portion of them. And these ones help so that we can have order in our services. Would you appreciate them? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, and I know this is a small number. There are several others who are out there. So then, there's so much more that goes on in a church that one we see on Sunday. Many times people see a pastor in his suit dressed up on a Sunday and they think that's all what the church does. Or he preaches and that's all what the church does. Not so. There's so many things that happen. There's work, 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 work. The definition of ministry, I was told in the Bible school, the definition of ministry is work. W-O-R-K is work. You work, 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 work. So there's so many things that happen at the background. I first knew of this ministry in 1997. That is after a year after I gave my life to Christ. Then in 1999, I would attend many meetings in this church, Victor Faith Church. And then in July 2000, I fully joined when the Lord spoke to me and I came here. And I've been here since then. I came in my 20s. I'm now 50. I didn't have any beard. Now they became a little bit white. So that's how long I've been here. Is that amazing? I came single. I'm married. I found this girl here in church. And she fell in love with me in church. <laughs> now that's the blessing of remaining, being in the house of the Lord. Do you know, do you know in Psalm 92 it says, those who, are in the, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall bear even fruit in all age. So that's the goodness of God. I've spoken in the past about this, but let me mention a little bit. About the law of placement and purpose. 
when you find your place, you find your purpose. And many times believers in the body of Christ, they don't want to find the place, and even if, even if they found the place, they don't commit to the will of God for that place. There are many believers in Christ, the body of Christ, in Christ, that they do not have a local church. They don't have a pastor. I know what I'm talking about. But when you find a place critical, you find purpose. The law of placement and purpose. And when that, I'm using the word, when that is in place, there's the flourishing. I know what I'm talking about and I've seen over the years people who, who know that's their local church and commit to that local church and what happens after that. They flourish. As long as they commit, as long as they're faithful, as long as they're getting the word of God spoken in that, from that pulpit and they take it for themselves, they will grow. They will thrive. They will move in purposes of God. But when they go to that place and they don't take it, they take everything for granted, they'll never grow. I've been in the body of Christ, this is my 27th year, and I've seen so many people that are never anywhere and ever trying to do something, but they're never committed to a local church. That's so important. I didn't make the local church. No man made the local church. Jesus, the head of the church, he's the one who, who said, that do not forsake, through his word, through the spirit of God, do not forsake the assembled together as it is the man of some. So that's important, church. Being grounded and rooted in the local church. I like telling people, if this is your local church, do everything to be connected. Get connected to the vision. Do everything to support the vision. Be faithful in giving of your tithes and offering. Be faithful in praying for us. Pray for pastors. Praying for leaders. Be faithful praying for, for the vision. And then I say, if you feel like you're criticizing everything you do, then look for your church. Look for your pastor. You are the wrong place. Look for your pastor and, and submit it to, to that pastor. But, but if you don't, really, I, I pray that way. That anyone, Lord, that you've, this is not their place, lead them to their pastor. That they may be pastored by their pastor. I know that's not popular, but it's the truth. <laughs> ah, you, may, you may say, oh, is pastor trying to tell me about something? Yes, I'm trying to teach you the word. That's what I'm doing. And if you everything, you know, from the gate you are criticizing to even the shoes I'm wearing, you're criticizing, then please find a place that you don't criticize. But I know that spirit, it still goes around. You have just to say, God, forgive me. I want to live right. And if this is my place, lead me. I want to be in that church and do everything that I'm supposed to do. That's very important, church. When I came in the year 2000 and committed, I, I knew this was my church. And then 2000, I joined the Bible school. Then it was Jerry Saville Ministers Bible Institute. And the Lord spoke to me and said this, I want you to submit your ministry under Pastors Wade and Carl. Now, I thought I was going to be a traveling minister. I knew the Lord had spoken to me of pastoring, but I thought I was going to be a traveling minister. 
I was going to travel, you know, from here and go to places, you know, and give her testimonies. I was in Cambodia last week. <laughs> and after that, I was in India, praise God, and next week I'll be going to Zambia. You know, who doesn't like traveling? Anyone who doesn't? So that you can cast out some things out of you so that you can start, like, enjoying traveling. Everyone enjoys traveling, I believe so. And, and then the Lord spoke to me, I want to submit your ministry under Pastor Zwed and Carlin. And that's what I did. And worked with them until Pastor Wade went to be the Lord in 2012 and now together with Pastor Carla, who's the head of the organization, who's the head of uh, Living Faith International and the senior pastor of Victory Faith Church. And together we have worked over the years. Let me, uh, let me bring you to this uh, to attention, bring something to your attention. When you are committed to the vision, that does not mean that you will not go through challenges. People think you'll not go through challenges. You'll go through challenges. I think the, the most that is tried is attitude. My attitude has been tried. Many times. I remember telling Tina when you got married, I told her, honey, God spoke to me that I'm supposed to be in this ministry and submit myself, uh, my, my ministry under Pastor Zwede and Kalapot, because God had already called me in 1997. So he didn't call me when I was coming to Victor Faith Church. He had already called me. So I said, the Lord spoke to me and told me to submit my ministry under Pastor Zwede and Kala. And I want you to know this. If I ever wake up in the morning and tell you we are living faith, we are living, living faith international, cast out that devil out of me. That will not be God. Because when it comes, if it ever comes to such a time, he will make everything beautiful. I hope you've heard what I've said. Please don't hear these words and let them pass. Because many people, believers in Christ, they are born again, but they don't do much because they don't learn submission. They don't learn, I'm talking about godly submission. No one will ever make you submit. God himself will never make you submit to him. He says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. But it has to be, like the scripture that Miss Ruth read, it has to be a willingness to submit to the call of God. You'll go through lots of things, but you're submitted. You'll go through lots of things, but you are there. You believe what God has, has called you is what is being fulfilled. And what do you do? You make sure you, every time you receive the word of God so that it may change your thinking because the problem is not the ministry. The problem is your way of thinking. And your way of thinking has to be adjusted. We've heard people say, oh, I'm called to be an usher in that church, praise God, until they are corrected by the head usher and you never see them again. <laughs> Thank you for your enthusiasm. But that's the truth. Praise God. So then in a... Talking about the vision, like even what Apostle Paul says, that going back that I was not disobedient 
Go back there, please, in verse, verse 19. I was not disobedient. Uh, then, then King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Biblical vision comes from God. The people have lots of, they say I have a vision, I have a vision does not mean it's coming from God. But we are talking about biblical vision comes from God. And therefore it begins with God and it, it is fulfilled through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And for this vision to be anything then, it has to be based on the firm foundation of the word of God for it to be authentic. Remember what Jesus said, this was, seven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. When something is formed, uh, founded on God's word, it will stand the test of times. Let's go to First John. I like this scripture. <clears throat> Are you here? Praise God. Do you know that applies to your own life? How you conduct your life daily? Remember, God has a vision in, in you. I mean, he's put a vision in you. Look at verse, verse 4. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So when you receive something, first make sure you receive it from God. If it's born of God, it will overcome the world. The challenges you've gone through, the economy changing and, and everything changing. Like now we are starting uh, 2024. What does that mean? We are having new classrooms. Uh, now we are going to, we have... Uh, we have the kindergarten level over there, playgroup PP1, PP2, and then we have grade one, two, three, and then we are going up to that block. That building has to be complete by 15th of December. They hand over to us. Then we have that grade four, five, six. So currently, this year, 2023, we are to, we are to grade four. That means we are going to grade five, that means you'll have more teachers. What, that does, what does, does that mean? More money. And we are bringing in 15 orphans and vulnerable children. We have 15 in the class. 15 new ones coming in the playgroup. So that means the budget increases every year. Every year the budget increases. But that's why we have to depend on God. And that's why I encourage you, like Victor Faith Church members, to be friends of our home. By the way, you can soar even towards Heritage Leadership Academy. Be a friend of our home. Give. Give your seeds, believe in God. The work that we are doing is going to bear much fruit, and you have your harvest back. So it's, our budget increases every year. Every year. When I heard Pastor Carla saying we're starting a school, I'm thinking, okay, we're starting a school. All right. Hallelujah. Starting a school. 
the needs have kept increasing, my responsibility increasing. Because see, I have teachers' trainings I have to do, and then the schools are closed, are closing, like last week, the other week on Thursday. I'm the one who have to come here smiling at the children. I don't smile just here. From my heart, I really enjoy listening to those children. And now can I call Pastor Davis? I have to come over here and look at all what is happening. This past week, uh, Norman and I were going through the classroom on the repairs and all that. You think about all that cost increases every year. But God. Don't forget that part. But God. If when you come here every time and you see things happening, I'm telling you, it, it takes faith. You need to be saying, that is happening, Victory Faith Church, that is happening, Living Faith International. I believe I'm part of that and believing so. And listen to this, you'll, you'll increase every year too. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So for any ministry to grow, faith has to be involved. And how does that faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that that word of God, and we can allow the leading of the Holy Spirit and make decisions that will glorify God and that are in line with God's, God's vision. Biblical vision is God-inspired. I like the way Pastor J.B. Whitfield says it, a bridge from the present to the future. Vision is a bridge from the present to the future. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Passion Translation, Ephesians 2, 10, the Passion Translation says this, we have become his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny. Come on, are you seeing that? We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given to pastors. I'm saying, I'm checking out if you are alert. This destiny he didn't give to some selected few, he has given to each of us. So we have, each one of us have has a destiny to fulfill. You are not on earth by mistake. Even if your parents thought that way. You are not a mistake. But, we are, but the moment you came to Christ, we have been recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each, on, each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one, even before we were born. God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we do to fulfill it. Oh, I love that. Hallelujah. Remember what he told, uh, he told Jeremiah? If you read that scripture, you realize this. God is no respect of persons. He told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I ordained you as a prophet. And here he's telling us the moment we came to Christ... We have been joined to Jesus, the anointed one, even before we were born. God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. 
So I believe like in Living Faith International, one of our good works, children, uh, raising up orphans and vulnerable children. Now the recent one, one of, of our good works, Masabit. Brother John, one of your good works, Samburu. Now, him he works with the, among the Samburu people. But listen to this, it unfolds, these good works unfold as we pursue God. Good works don't bring us to Christ, but the new creature, like 2 Corinthians uh, 5.17 says, all of us who are new creatures, new creation, do good works. You understand? Good works don't bring us to Christ. We are saved by grace through faith, and that's the gift of God. But after we've given our lives to Christ, we have been made new creation. What follows new creation or what is attached to new creation? Good works. Every believer should be involved in good works being led by the Holy Spirit. Now you are in the body of, uh, you are in the local church body which is involved in, in those good works. Join with us. Join your faith with us. Give your seed. Sow it. Pray for us to be led by the Holy Spirit. And every single coin that comes to us, we are accountable to God first. We will not use it for anything else except for those good works. It's okay to say amen. amen. So that word poetry, the beautiful Greek word used, used here is translated poem or poetry. Our lives are the beautiful poetry written by God that will speak forth all that he desires in life. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. So the vision of VFC is loving others first through acts of kindness, compassion, and generosity. Can you say it? Loving others first through acts of kindness, compassion, and generosity. Let's say it. The vision of VFC is loving others first through acts of kindness, compassion, and generosity. That's our vision. Loving others first with acts of kindness, compassion, and generosity. So if anyone asks you, say it. All right? Let's go to a scripture here in First John, emphasizing on loving others first through acts of kindness, compassion, and generosity. Let's go to First John chapter 3 in verse 16. I've talked to Larry Mvoy, um, the one who got married two weeks ago. And they came with their mother here and, and, and the dad. And uh, he came and he said, Pastor, and I came when I felt this is my home now. I said, that's wonderful, Larry. I see you dancing over there. I think the first time I saw him come to church, he just, I said, man, that young man is excited. You know, just, just excited, just shouting and, and, and dancing. Then after some time, I saw him serving here. The, uh, no, he, he joined, actually, he started serving as the usher. And he said, Pastor, can I meet with you? He's so excited. This is my church. This is my home church. I said, wonderful, wonderful, Larry. This is wonderful. And then he started serving there as, a, as an usher. And uh, went through membership class. And then he came to me and told me, Pastor, I'm getting married. He said, you are? <laughs> ah. 
and found Linda, who was almost born here, <laughs> and got married. And wonderful there in their honeymoon. I've seen that over the years, how, how people come. And I'm not saying young people, you go to a church, now you start looking, who am I going to marry here? <laughs> but you know, many times it happens too. I find, I find, ah, let me see, Lord, I can put it so gracious like you speaking it. Yeah, you speaking it, Lord. But you, you hear people, even the local church, you know, like an example, I'm giving an example. If it's a, it's a lady, I was born again sister in Victory Faith. I'm giving an example. We say, you know, these brothers in Victory Faith, they don't know how to see. They won't see you because your problem is your mouth. And then the brother here say, these ladies here, they, you know, you try engaging them and they don't even move close to you. The problem is your mouth. I pastor them. They are beautiful here. I pastor them. They are handsome here. And bless their eyes for they see and their ears. I call, I call that every day. Praying for them. Hallelujah. So you say, Lord, if she's here, praise God, open my eyes. Um, who came to Victor Faith and found your wife or husband here? Oh, you see the way the hands are going up. You see, you see, you see, you see that? You see that? They came over here and said, all of a sudden, the eyes started opening up. Praise God. That's, that's destiny. All right, let me ask you something. Who came here was broke and no employment or anything, and you started listening to the word and change, and uh, I see, and change, really. And, and you got a job, and you are working, and look at these hands over here. Several, actually, I know over the years. I was one of them. I didn't have even bus fare to come to church. I, I got on a free ride, bus. We used to have buses and to bring us to church. And I came here, broke. If it wasn't for that bus, I could, I did, I could not have afforded bus fare from town to Kasaran. But I started coming because of that. I met Tina in the bus. <laughs> we met there. And we started, uh, I was introduced to her and... Uh, what was in the bus unfolded. That was on a Wednesday prayer, I think. Wednesday prayer. It was Wednesday. It was actually 15th November 2000. I think I'm right with that. And we met and praised God in that bus. Met right here in church. There's something about belonging to a local church. You don't, listen to this, you don't look for those benefits, but you be faithful in doing what God has called you to do. You never, that is not your motivation. I came here, that was not my motivation. I was obeying God. I was obedient to the heavenly call. I was coming to support Pastor Zued and Carl. I was doing whatever I was told to do. But to get a wife, that was not even in my plan. But he knew I needed a wife. The wife, sorry. Okay. So then, talking about that first John 3.16, it says, by this we know, my spirit-filled Bible says this, the outworking of love. Let me say something about that. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Romans 5.5 5 says that. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The moment you gave our life to Christ. 
But listen this, there is the outworking of that love. The outworking of that love. And that's what I want us to see from that, those scriptures. By this we know, because we know love, sorry, by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That's the love of God. We laid down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? The love of God is generous. And I like saying it in this manner, the love of God is outgoing. Oh, I don't know how many times God has blessed me some, something and asked, God, is this, Father, is this for me? Is this for me? I remember in January, I, I was blessed with some money. There's something that I'd sold to, a, to an individual, and I needed. I really missed having a brand new one. I needed it. I knew I needed it because it was useful to me. But I'd sold it. Then I got some money. And my, my thoughts were, I need to help this, I need to help this one, I need to help this one, I need to help this other one. And then Tina told me this, you need to buy something for yourself. I said, yeah, honey, but you know I need to help that person and I really know that that ought to happen. She says, no, buy something for yourself. I said, Okay. I received that money as a gift, and I went and bought that thing that I really needed and really knew that was mine and I needed to enjoy it. And amazing thing I bought that week, and I think a few days later, I received over double the amount, actually. I thought, it's good to listen to my wife. Because God blessed me with that, I needed, my heart was to help someone. Someone's actually, there are several. But God knew, you remember when, uh, when uh, Abraham was hesitant about uh, sending uh, Hagar and, and Ishmael? You remember that? Because the wife said, uh, you need to send her away. She, he, he thought, no, I'm not going to do that. And God said this, listen to your wife. Send that woman away. <laughs> Check out from the scriptures. Listen to your wife. Man, listen to your wife. Oh, man. man I, 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 I had Nicole Norman alone. Man, listen to your wife. There's still few. My goodness. Ladies, what have you been doing to your husbands? <laughs> or oh, listen to your wife. Seriously. Seriously. I, I tell Tina that, honey, if you don't tell me things, when you are saying I'm going a certain direction, and you have a conviction concerning the direction I need to, to take, and you don't say it, remember when I fall into that ditch, you'll fall together. Say it, I'd rather ignore you. 
You understand? And then you'll have a voice later on to say, I told you. <laughs> then keep quiet and both of us fall in that ditch. Yeah, you understand that. Anyway, but the love of God is outgoing. Let me see if I can go faster then. And then it says this. So this is a test of your love for God. When you have worldly goods and sees your brother in need and you know the Lord is speaking to you, do it. And by the way, many times you don't hear any voice. If you are conscious of that love inside of you, you will know it's the thing to do. You will know it's the thing to do. Verse 18, my little children, let, let us not love in word and, or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. You know, you can be in a service and say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And my, my life, I don't know what you say. Eh? Holy, my heart will follow holy after you. And, and the Lord say, yes, 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 give, give them that 30,000 right now. I love you, I love you, I love And believers do that. Give that 30,000 to us that, I love you. <laughs> believers do that. Listen, is we have to listen to that love inside of us so that it may not be in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know, by this we know, that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if your heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him. Why is that so? Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment. This is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. This is the commandment, love. That's the, the commandment of the new covenant people, is to love one another. Listen to this from the Amplified Classic Version, verse 17 and 18. It says, but if anyone has these world's goods, resources for sustaining life, and sees his brother and fellow believer in need, yet closes his heart of compassion against him, so the vision of Living Faith International, Victory Faith Church is loving others first through what? Acts of kindness, compassion, and generosity. Listen to this scripture. But if anyone has this world's goods, resources for sustaining life, and sees his brother and fellow believer in need, yet closes his heart of compassion against him, how can the love of God live and remain in him? Little children, let us not love merely in theory or in speech, but in deed and in truth, in practice and in sincerity. In practice and in sincerity. Love is generous. Love is generous. I think as a believer, when immediately you give your life to Christ, if you start learning the principles of giving, you'll grow very fast in that love. You'll grow very fast. Love is the, the, the commandment of the new covenant people. So that's why we have loving others first through acts of kindness. It's not just in word, but indeed, compassion and generosity. And I want us to step out next year than ever before. In every area of this ministry, let us touch others. 
you know, for, for, for us to, like we are gathered, gathered here today, the number that we are. For, for us, for, for, for me to hear from the KSCF chairman uh, and, and uh, secretary general, general secretary mostly, is the one who deals with the, those statistics. But to say this is actually, to KSCF, this is the most generous church in the whole nation. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Do we give so that they can say that about us? No. Because when we, leave, we believe in the vision, we do whatever it takes. Received even our letter this, this, this past week of acknowledgement of the so seeds we saw, thousands of, 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 of dollars we saw to help Israel, bomb shelters, and uh, Megan David is like their Red Cross over there and help IDF in keeping their, their citizens, you know, protecting their citizens and receiving a letter from Israel of acknowledging our seed of faith. And that was what? That was the Feast of Tabernacles, part of that seed. Big, I think three quarters of that seed went in support of Israel. Your name is known in heaven. You belong to generous people. I said you belong to generous people. Your name is known in heaven. And that is the love of God. Because you see, if you don't have that love of God, you don't activate that love of God, you become stingy. Oh, me little, what will I do? Work with the little you have and give it. And give it. Let me give some statements here. I'll go a bit faster. The detailed vision of Victory Faith Church. You'll hear it more over and over again, so you, don't, you can find it even in our website. But the vision of this church is to evangelize, teach, train, coach, and mentor believers to equip the, to equip the church and the next generation to fulfill God's purposes. Now, I believe I'm called to do this, to teach a believer how to find God for themselves, that wherever they are, whatever thing they will be facing, they will know how to draw from that wells of salvation. It doesn't matter what they're going through. Instead of being pastor dependent. You see what I'm saying? And, and it's okay to call pastor, you understand, to, for a prayer of agreement, or to call leaders for a prayer of agreement. But I believe my, my part is to teach you that when you go out there, whatever you are going to face, you can win over that situation because you know how to apply the word of God. Amen? And, 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 and unless, I mean, it doesn't matter what you are facing, is you have the victory all the time. I believe that's what you are called to do in this church, and that's what we do, to equip you. And that's why I give testimonies also, personal testimonies, so that you can rea you realize I face the same challenges you face from a different mindset. Like, praise God, the garbage was removed from here. You see, I face the same challenges you face. Hallelujah. No man got a contact and got the contact and moved those people, and they moved, and they came and removed the garbage. And they didn't remove well, so he called again. They haven't removed it well. They came back and removed the garbage. Praise God. So that parking lot is not going to smell anymore. 
Amen. They are the front of you realize they started? They already killed our flowers, but they started removing. I remember on, was it on Thursday, Friday? I was coming outside the gate. I was coming at, at outside, you know, going outside the gate. And right there at the gate, one of them said, no, 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 don't make the pastor's vehicle dirty. He's the one coming out. I said, oh, I, I didn't think they know. You know, sometimes you don't know. People know you. <laughs> then, um, so I stopped and I could tell the leader of, 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 of that group, I said, I'm not happy with you at all. How would you come and kill our flowers? He said, Pastor, I'm so sorry. That's why we are back. I knew it was not them back because just by their own initiative, it was Deacon Norman following up with some people and moved some people and they told them, go back and remove all that dirt from those flowers. So they did. They are, they are here to finish this week and we'll push towards them putting red soil over there. And, but we want to do some work outside on our wall before then we can do some nice planting of flowers. God is helping us. The sewer this time here is the one remaining. And it's dry. There's a solution. Amen. And I, be, I was made aware of a certain brother. I made the announcement. A certain brother here in church told me, do you know actually there's a plot they're selling behind this half an egg? I'm thanking God. If this is what you want us to do, we want our school to expand. We have that. Half an acre behind there and, 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 and probably another half an acre over there. We start now taking off. Believers, we are supposed to occupy. That's our mandate. Not a... Um, no, 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 no. You just don't wait to heaven. <laughs> it's right over here. That's why he know they started singing songs to Kendo Kotaruka Kamandama Taruka Ndamapa Uruki Kotaruka Uko. Yeah, I said, you really need to wake up. <laughs> Believers are interesting sometimes to see them. Praise God. Listen, after praying. It, after we having shut the door and prayed in the closet, when you open the door, you come out as a lion. Amen. You're going to deal with the devil. You go in differently. You go before the lion of Judah. But when you open the door, come out as a lion. Don't let the world push you to the corner. We just pray. No, no, no. No, no. I had a certain pastor years ago. Years ago. Uh, speak about this. He said they went to a certain place and they want to get a, a land. And there was a head of witch over there. He came and of that tribe. He came and he said this. He, he came to us. God has spoken to them. That was their land. He said he came to us, towards me and I knew he was ready for war. And it, that pastor says that as that man was coming, I remembered I don't have to wait for him. I will be going towards him. I started going towards him. Rabro, steke, storo, steke, adaba. That man ran off. <laughs> he ran off. But if, and, and then that pastor said, if it was some of you could have said, oh Lord, let your servant depart in peace. <laughs> you have to. Evangelism takes boldness. Come on now, don't you know that? Evangelism takes boldness. 
Boldness. You can't evangelize if you don't, you don't practice that and, and, and be bold and go out and, and speak what you believe God is telling you to do. In Victor Faith Church, believers have been charged by the word of God taught through the anointing. We have a five-fold approach to this. Teach and preach the word in order to equip the church to live godly, fruitful lives which impact the culture of the nation. Secondly, provide spirit, skill, spirit-led praise and worship that ministers to the heart of the Lord and changes the lives of the worshipers. We are not performers. That we said long time ago, I've told this team, we are not performers. We are not going to try to perform any. We'll worship. With a skill God, has, uh, God, God is developing in us, and we may not, sometimes we may be off key, but that's fine. Our hearts are right. You alone are holy. That's fine. Our hearts are right. Because you're not performing anything. Listen, this the worst I want ever to see is to be a performer. God is seeking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. And another thing is to evangelize and equip the next generation through outreach. Education is a big part in this ministry. It's so much. It was in Pastor's way, uh, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Wade's heart and bigger even in Pastor Carla's heart of education. Of, of, that's why we, we, we lift up these orphans and vulnerable children. We help other children to go to school. Some who don't even live in this, in this, in this, in this uh, I mean in our home or in Marurui. We still help people to go to school. Education, dynamic children and church, children's church ministry and youth ministry. Believing God than ever before. The children church to grow bigger and bigger. I'm looking forward to 20, uh, 2024. Uh, I said I'll be there and also meeting with children church uh, teachers who've done a very good job over the years. But to teach some, some things and to revive some things and have fire. Recently we started bringing some of those children from HLA, Heritage Leadership Academy, coming from Maruru Islam. We are bringing them with our bus free. Bring them here. There are how many? How many coming in? 30? 33. About 33 children. We are bringing them from the slum over there to our children's church here. Why is that so? We want to introduce them to Jesus. We want them to know Jesus. We want to break off cycles that have existed in generations before. We want our children to grow in the fear of the Lord in this perverse generation, them rising up as light in darkness. That's what our passion is. Now we've made some changes over here. To told, uh, uh, of course, the uh, brother Francis in charge of religious, religion mountain, and then under him through the youth minister saying, Brother Norman, if you can get in there and help uh, Wendy, Kamau, Gish, Gish, the, okay, Kamau, okay, no. Kamau, Wendy, Wendy John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can help Wendy. Brother John, she got married recently to a brother called John, so I have to get used to calling her. Instead of Wendy Kamau, call, call her Wendy John. Let me call her Wendy John. So to help her over there so that we may revive our youth ministry. And youth getting involved. That's why next week we have a youth uh, event over here. 
And also, is it next week? It's next week, actually. 16th. It's next week. Yeah. We have a youth event over here. He's working on reaching out to the prison through the, the youth, youth ministry. All those things are valid. I remember immediately I gave my life to Christ. Of course, I was 23. But we went out for missions. We went out ministering to others. We never stopped doing that. And that's important because youth want activities. But the thing that I've said in the past, and Pastor Carl and I have said, we will not entertain them. We will give them the word. The word is entertainment by itself. If you know how to pay attention to the word of God, and they go out with fire. So that's important for us, youth ministry. The Lord reminded me this yesterday. I was praying, I was asking him some questions, and he reminded me something. That he spoke to me in June... You ready for this? I'm going quick, okay? Now that doesn't mean much to a pastor, but I'm going, I'm doing quickly. I'm going the speed of quick. <laughs> now listen to this, what he spoke to me. On Wednesday, 28th June, 2023, we're here, I was praying, knelt here at the altar on a Wednesday prayer service. I had these words as, these words as we prayed in the spirit corporately, that I won't go into all those details, but I say this, uh, uh, the ones that I highlighted, I will raise up millionaires in this congregation and bring some from outside of this church who will do business for the kingdom my way. He reminded me that yesterday. I wasn't thinking about it. Let me say it again. I will raise up millionaires in this congregation. From this, this congregation here, now you don't have to think of millionaire of Kenya shillings or euro or think God to millionaire. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you, if you release your faith of euros, that's exactly what will happen. You're not bound by Kenya shillings. Have you noticed it's 150 now? Against dollar? Good Lord, things have become expensive. But listen to this, I will raise up millionaires from this congregation and bring some from outside of this church who will do business for the kingdom my way. And then he reminded me of a dream that I had on 30th of June that I was here in the, in the church compound and I saw a tent. And it was a youth tent. And there are many of them and there's some details in that. He reminded me yesterday. We have to see our youth rising up. Youth, rising up on fire for God. That we have to see. Jumping excited, doing the will of God in our generation. And in your, in your generation. And therefore another one is provide leadership training and equipping for the nations, the church, and, and beyond. Through conferences, workshops, and partnership. That's why we have those annual conferences we haven't had since uh, covid but we are going 2024 and believing God to have many of that. And the fifth one, that's the vision I'm doing. It's very fast, but it's in our website. Engage in compassionate works of mercy, especially on behalf of Israel, orphans, and, and, and widows. Now, those compassionate works of mercy, that's what we say recently, 
God leading us to Marsabit? Let me tell you something, which I told you. You, I will say, I will, I'm involved in this financially, but I want you also to be involved in this because last week we were, uh, we were supposed to have gone to Marsabit to start drilling the borehole. It's about 200 meters deep to drill the borehole and cap it before it starts raining. But that place has been flooding. Lots of water in the area that we could have gone. But then, one of our partners of Living Faith International gave the whole amount for the drilling and piping of that water. A hundred thousand dollars. Now, we local here, we need to get involved. Don't let the blessing of God going to, with John to the America. And we are, we, are, we are here. You need to get involved. You, you, whatever it is, you believe God. This is my seed also for Marsabi. In fact, in fact, I was in, on call with Pastor Carla on Friday. And she told me something. I said, Pastor Carla, I hadn't thought about it at all. But it feels good. What you've said right now, we're going to do it. She said, why don't you plan then to go there just before Christmas and take a Christmas gift to those people? I said, I didn't think about it. I was thinking like, I'm getting ready now for Christmas. I started playing my Christmas songs on the first, and I'm getting ready to get to for Christmas. But I, I told Pastor Carl, it feels so good. So we'll be going there before Christmas and take Christmas gift and give them Christmas stories and then feed them. You can be part of that too. We want financial gift. On I don't think we'll carry clothes. We don't have transport for that. But financial gift, please, to take to our Rendile people. Those are what? Compassionate works of mercy and others that you've done over the past. Let me say this quickly. In Matthew 25, that 4 to 36, another aspect that I really want us to revive, I've done in the past, in this ministry we've done in the past, but I want, us to, revi I want to revive it in 2024. Then the king will say to those on his, on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, verse 35. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. We've been doing that. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. We've been doing that. I was a stranger, and you, you took me in. We've done that. And we've been doing that. I was naked, and you clothed me. You clothed me. We have been doing that. But this is a part I want us to focus on as we go 2024. I was sick and you visited me and I was in prison and you came to me. And I want us to pray, believe God with us for leadership in hospital and prison ministry. We have to fulfill the words of the master. And we do our training for hospital visits and home visits also. Because, you know, I can come to every one of you that your pastor, I'm sick, I'm coming, I'm coming, visiting you, I'm visiting, I'm visiting. I can't do all of it. But believing God for leadership in hospital and prison ministry as we go 2024. Will you be praying for that, please? Please. We need that. 
we need to fulfill the words of the master. The avenues unto which this happens, evangelize, teach, train, coach, and mentor believers is through the seven mountains of influence, religion, family, education, government, media, arts and entertainment and business. And leaders of these mountains will be speaking to you in this coming several Sundays concerning their assignment and what you are looking at in 2024. We want activities in the realm of the Spirit being led by the Holy Spirit. That as the, the scripture says, like a sound of the voice of many waters, the sound of many waters, that victory faith will be known in the spirit realm, like the sound of many waters. Things are happening. People are coming to the Lord. People are getting delivered. People are getting healed. And acts of compassion and kindness are happening. I'll continue next week to show you how to come in. All right. You know, I'm a, I'm a pastor, I'm a shepherd. And uh, when I've put too much in your mouth, like a child, a baby, I can tell. Oh. <clears throat> you know, when you fed the child and they start burping, I felt some of you burping. Is it burping the right word? To burp is the, yeah, yeah, it's the burp. Yeah, I, I, felt, I felt, and I don't want to become wet with your burps. You understand? So, so I think for now we'll get here because the whole of next, this month actually be speaking about vision. Did you grasp something out of it? And do you have your part? That's one to feed you the vision. And you see a picture. And we are going to put some things here. All this morning I'm just looking at, I'm just praying and listening and looking at the, 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 the changing of this church, the structure, the building. I keep seeing the platform right there, facing that direction, and this wall going behind there, and the seats being this other way, and building in a way that later on we can go up the balcony, and the entrance being this other. I keep seeing that. And God is helping us. Hey, declare the vision. Amen. You yourself, you need to go declare the vision. I used to do this in my own single room in, in, in Andorra. I said, I'm, I'm moving. Did you hear what I'm saying? I'm moving. And I look at the line, you know the line? You call it what? It, what do you call that? Uh, is it Manila? It's not Manila. The one, it's not Makonga. At least I was out beyond Makonga. Oh, I, I. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm telling you, even at, with me having no single coin, I still have my test. You understand that? <laughs> oh, man, that, that I couldn't imagine. I remember Tina one time. Tell, tell me that you, you've gotten some money, yeah. You're going to buy shoes, yeah. I went, I think I'd gotten, uh, what, 5,000. Those are years ago. That was a lot of money, 5,000. So I came back in the evening, and she, she told me, you, so where are the shoes? I said, they're here. I said, how many pairs did you buy? One pair. How much? 4,000. She thought I was going to come back with five pairs. I, was, I wasn't going to wear shoes that my, my feet is burning plastic, kind of. You, you understand that? So I may not even, uh, listen to me, 
It's, it's not about the money. It's a vision you have. When you have it right here, you can believe God for that. So anyway, I hung my clothes and I could have said, we are moving. We are going to have our wardrobe. We are going to our self-contained room. You've put the man of God in this small room for a long time, and I'm not going to continue sleeping on the carpet. You have to keep speaking your vision. You have to believe God where you're going. You need to speak. Whatever it is, you need to speak to. Amen? And can I give you something to go home with? Don't keep clothes for a long time that, oh, maybe I will become smaller than wear them one time. <laughs> ladies, so, so, ladies especially, this is It's a bit tight, but let me keep it for some years. Why? Why? Why didn't you sow it? See time and harvest. Things become better. You may keep it and it never comes back as a style. And you end up with your... Stand up on your feet, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Would you just thank the Lord and bless him and thank him for the things you've had? There's vision in you. And you're part of this vision. And therefore, thank him for his word. You may, you've had a little there. Maybe your part. You've had this one. You've had this other one. But say, Lord, thank you for the vision you've put inside of me. Can you have back, please, that first Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Passion Translation. I want to look at it right now. Again, look at this. We have become his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. So it's not just me. It's not just us. Here in Living Faith, Victory Faith Church. God has given us destiny for us to fulfill. For you to fulfill. And then he says, for we are joined to Jesus. If you are not joined to the Lord, you are not born again today, this is your time. Because you can only fulfill this destiny in Christ alone. Everyone who rejects Christ will go to hell. But you don't have to. You can make a choice and be part of the team that will serve God in this, in this generation. And then he says that, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we'll do to fulfill it. So do you just thank God for what, you've, what, what he prepared for you, the destiny he has given to you. Just thank him. Just speak to him. If you've been disobedient, just ask him to forgive you. Oh, we are called to serve him. We are called to serve him. Say, Lord, I will express this love to your people. I will not shut this compassion within me, but I want to express love. Mm, thank you, Lord. Just thank him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, oh, how I know what you've called this church is a heavenly calling you've placed on it. And how you call Pastor Swede and Callum to start this work, 
and how you spoke to me so clear to join them, Father. And now we are here today in 2023. Thank you for everyone that you have called into this vision. You say in your word, the sheep know your voice. And the voice of strangers, they shall by no means follow. Father, all that you have called into this vision, I speak, I speak to their hearts. They hear, they know you. They, they, they remove limitations of the mind and of the flesh and enter into the vision to do your will and to do your purposes. I bless their hearing. I bless the ability to see. I bless the ability to receive the vision of heaven and be obedient to the heavenly vision in fulfilling their part of the destiny that you have called them to fulfill. Father, I bless individuals. I bless families. I bless everyone that you have called into Victory Faith Church and Living Faith International. Thank you, Father, for the faithful ones that have come together with us to do your will in this church. Thank you for every aspect of this vision. Thank you for the future that you are propelling us into. The open door to do your will in various outreaches of this ministry. Thank you, Father, for sanctity of your will, of your purposes, that it remains pure in motive, holy before you, honoring you, Father, in our generation, and no motive of men at all standing in any way. So, Father, we thank you, and I thank you, and I praise you today. I thank you for every single person that has never made that confession receiving Jesus Christ. I, I ask you, Father, to open their hearts right now. Open their hearts supernaturally to see their need for salvation. Open their hearts of the ones that have gone, be, gone back, backslidden to see their need of restoration, Father, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.